0: But sometimes it's a blessing if you could just go back to the place where you used to be, where you shed tears, where your heart was breaking, where it looked like you would never make it. Go back there and realize that God has done something for you to get you where you are right now. Welcome to Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. We invite you to stay tuned for a life-changing word. Hi, you know there is an old adage. It says, let the works that I've done speak for me. Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We're delighted to bring you another message from God's Word, a concept for living. I'll be speaking around the theme Scenes of Departure. Amen. And so I want you to join me in St. John chapter 20. St. John chapter 20. I'll begin reading at verse 1. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulchre and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher so they ran both together and the other disciple did outrun peter and came first to the sepulcher and he stooping down and looking in saw the linen cloths lying yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulchre and seeth the linen cloths lie and the napkin that was about his head not lying with the linen cloths but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. scenes of departure. A scene that really speaks the fact that you used to be there, but are no longer there. The scene that proclaims he was here, but he is risen. Like he said, you and I have a tendency to make resolutions at the ending of one year and at the doorway of another one. We speak about things that we plan to do, things that we hope to get done, things that we kind of convince people by resolution that we will do when the time comes. Some of us would even go as far as to date it and say, next year, about this time, this is what's going to happen. And some of us really mean it, but what we end up doing is saying something that when the time comes, we never do. God, if you'll just give me that promotion, I promise you I'll begin to pay my tithes. Lord, if you would just give me this house, I, I promise you that I'll be more hospitable and caring of other people and doing what I can to make their lives more comfortable. Lord, if you'll let me do it. And by the way, I've been, I have a weight problem, and, and, and I, uh, uh, I, I'm going to decree today that next year this time, I will lose a da 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 da, da. But when the time comes, they're still carrying it. No signs left behind to say that is what was. Or that's where he was. That's where I was. But look at me now. It's important for us to understand that it will be worth it to take some time to fold a napkin on your pass and say it's there, only to say I used to be here. Oh, you ain't going to get this. But I'm not here any longer. It's important for us to get this message because we, we, you know, we tend to repeat the same thing over and over again every year. Behaviors, attitudes, spirits, involvements, connections, things and places where we know we ought not to be. And we predict we will not be there no longer, but we still end up there. Stay with me. I want you to get a message today from this word that I hope will change you. And folk, you won't even have to open your mouth, but folk will see stuff behind you that knows that's where they used to be, that's how they used to be, that's what they have done in the past. But thanks be to God, like the angelic proclamation gave it, He is not here, He's risen as he said. So let's get into it. And I think this is what the man by the name of Lydon, Henry Lydon, a great preacher, put it this way. He said, quote, Without faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, serious Christianity is impossible. There are places that we shun. We we don't want to go back there. We don't want to go even near there. And the graveyard is one of those places. But sometimes it's a blessing if you could just go back to the place where you used to be, where you shed tears, where your heart was breaking, where it looked like you would never make it. Go back and realize that God has done something for you to get you where you are right now. The three points of this message, the vindication, the vicariousness, and also the victory. Vindication because he did something for us. Vicariousness is the way that he suffered for us and the victory that has been brought to our lives because of what he has done. Stay tuned. You're going to be blessed further from this message. See, they've been up to the grave. They know about the grave, but they've never been in. You've got to go in to get the full message. You've got to go in. Somebody has just been out here praising all on the outside. Have you been in? Do you know anything about a personal experience? Have you been in there? Have you picked up what it's like to go into the very presence of? Uh, so, uh, So he went in. And after he went in, then comes John. After Peter. And he sees what Peter saw and more. There's more. We have been too satisfied with just a partial view. We want the whole, we need to get the whole message. Are you with me? Time is taken to specifically declare that it was not just the cloths, the linen cloths that were strips of linen that would now be used as the embalming process. Because when when the Jews buried their dead, not only did they have to bury them quickly, but they never embalmed them for preservation. They embalmed not for preservation, but they embalmed to control the odor. Huh. There's another message in there about cremation because Jews were not permitted to cremate. There was an honor in letting the body slowly go back to the earth for it came. The journey back to the fathers was not to be interrupted to the extent that it would go some speedy process. So they took a sense of pride in that it's going, it's going, it's going. But they controlled the odor with the spices and the perfumes. And if you'll read with me over in the Gospel of John, look at Chapter 19, and you're going to see that when Jesus died, two men, one Joseph of arimathea and the other is Nicodemus. They took the body of Jesus after permission was granted by Pilate for them to have it. And as they took the body, if you, could, if you just look there for, for a moment and, and, and see with me there in chapter 19, you're going to see, and after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but how? Secretly, which means he was a secret disciple. Some people, it takes death for them to go public. Some situation, some crisis, it takes that to bring you out of your closet. Watch this. Now, notice this. (laughs) The Jews, he thought if he would have come out early, would have done something to him. And plus, he was very wealthy and had position and all like that, right? And then it goes on down and says, and... They came and they spoke with Pilate besought him. That is, he pleaded with him that we may get the body of Jesus. Got it? And now notice with me in verse 39, it says, And there came also Nicodemus. You remember him? He's the man that didn't want any public spectacle. He didn't want the public to know that he was seeking Jesus, so he went in the night. He was also a secret disciple. Birds of a feather flock together these fellows are now with Jesus. And they come and they bring a mixture of myrrh and aloes. See verse 39? And it was about a hundred pound weight. In other words, they brought a very expensive process. They got the best perfume. They had the best myrrh. They fixed it up and they would rub it all over the body. And then they would take the body and wound it up in linen cloths as the burial of the Jews was to be like. And they wrapped him. Tell somebody they wrapped him. Yeah. They bound him in linen cloths. And spices put all in between. And then the perfume. All of this is being done. And he is laid in the brand new grave of Joseph of Arimathea. They did not omit the process of having him buried. Pilate would have never agreed to put soldiers before an empty grave. It was bad enough that he put soldiers to guard a dead man. (laughs) Pilate would never have done that. Put his seal on it. But now we know that no man took him. He got up. I reiterate, he got up. I reiterate, he got up, and just as sure as he got up, then you and I have a chance of getting up. Well, I sincerely trust that you've been challenged from this word, that somehow you will leave something behind that will speak for you, declaring you were there, but now you are no longer in that place. And what you leave behind will speak for you. So until next time, when we shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.